Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we've watched Dream Scenario. Dream Scenario is a 2023 American black comedy fantasy film written and directed by Christopher Borgley. It follows Paul Matthews, a hapless family man who finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. When his nighttime appearances take a nightmarish turn, Paul is forced to navigate his newfound negative stardom. Boys, I'll say this before any, not even boys, listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Before any of you fuckers come for us being like, why are you watching a dark comedy? If you go to IMDb and you type in Dream Scenario, and at the top of IMDb you get that little scrolling bit that gives you what its genres are, uh-huh. I'm going to read them to you. In order? Yep. Dark comedy, psychological horror, mm. comedy, and horror. Ooh. It's in there. It's okay. in there. Okay. IMDb, I've found, is quite lenient on genre. Yeah. And you know what? I don't give a shit. Letterbox. He's the IMDb detective. Letterboxd is not a, a horror. No, no, I yeah. checked that too. Yeah. yeah, It's a coward app if you ask me. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. I'm just going to do a bit of quick, really quick research just to see if- What does this research involve? Yeah, so Take co- people inside Cocaine Bear does not have any horror elements in it at all. It did at one point, though. It did. It I did. remember yeah, it did, yeah. and then they took it away. I mean, it definitely- Cocaine Bear, just, we're going immediately off topic, but Cocaine Bear does definitely doesn't fit into- like us. <laughs> it does fit into that category of animal Creature attack. Feature. Like, yeah, yeah Jaws, survival Bob, horror yeah. aspect to it. Of course. So, yeah. I still justify that. Yeah. It's 100%. So shut comedy. up. Yeah. No one who has currently come out. Yes. <laughs> but Dream Scenario could get some backlash. So, Sean, yes. you're the one who advocated for this to, to be done on Scary Boys. I definitely don't disagree, but can you explain for the listener why? Yep. Tom watched this one first. He told me about it and I was surprised that it was out. He's like, yep, check it out. I loved it and I thought, brilliant. I'd seen a very positive review from Tom. I'd seen a review from Alexi, a friend of the show. Yeah. Alexi Toliopoulos, and he said, I think in his review, that it was one of the funniest movies that he saw for the year. Right. So I'm going into it, and I'm thinking, all right, let's let's go. Nick let's Cage. have a few chuckles. It does say dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. My takeaway from the film is it's a horror film. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's Freddy Krueger. Right, <laughs> like, right. It's Groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. And you were going to watch it, Damo, mm. and I deliberately didn't tell you 
that I saw it through the lens of horror because yeah. I didn't want to shade your opinion yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. But you had a similar vibe, I, I think. I mean, definitely, like, just we're, uh, we're probably jumping the gun a bit, but, like, some of the scenes when it takes that negative turn are, like, little horror one-offers. Like, they're, oh, yeah. they're genuinely scary and they manage to make him terrifying. But then I also think on a broader spectrum, the horror of what his existence becomes- Yes, 100%. Like, that is tr- like truly- tr- Like, he's going to a diner to have something to eat and ends up getting into a fist fight. Like, he's done absolutely nothing wrong on any mm. measure. And the idea that everyone around you is has, like, turned against you in this way, that you're a pariah? That's what I'm trying to say there. Pariah. Pariah. You're a pariah. You're a pariah. <laughs> uh, and you can't even, like, yeah, eat out. And you've literally, what have you done? Nothing. The whole world has gone through that thing of, like, you wronged me in a dream and now I'm angry at you. Yeah. The whole world is doing that to him. Like, there's no justification for it, yet he has to cop it. Like, that, to me, that is true horror. Because facing that and being so helpless and having everyone, even the people closest to you, turned against you is... Awful and terrifying. It would just yep. be a horrible situation to find yourself in. Yeah. I even just think so. The the aspect of this film where you know random people are having this same man appear in their mm. dream every night, and yep. often it's the same thing, but it does change over the course of the film. The surrendering of control, yeah, that aspect of it, and even for the like, I you feel it the most with the students at the university. Yeah, yes, yes. these kids who are utterly terrified of this man. He, they can't even be in the same room as him anymore. When he walks into the room and says hello, it's a great scene. That's yeah. it. We're out of yeah. here, yeah. sort of yeah. thing, and yeah. it's just. It, that that's horrifying, and add on top of that, you've got that pretty horrific home invasion oh, where nothing yeah. bad ends up happening. Home invasion stuff is very scary. Yeah, I think. true. Because it always reminds guy. me, it always reminds just a guy of the yeah. M Night Shyamalan film with Bruce Willis, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Mm. There's that scene in that where a guy in a hood comes to the door, and it's like a video camera sort of angle right. shot of it from memory, and he's just like, "You have a nice house. Can I come in?" And he starts ripping at the door. Like, yeah, that's chilling. That's someone awful. waking up being disorientated at night, and there's a guy with a mm. like he's got a knife. Does he? Guy with a knife saying, "I have to kill you." Yeah, and he's freaking out. He's crying. This man. Yeah, he's having a breakdown, but he's like, "I." have to kill you that's horrific that that's horror movie stuff can i tell you something about that scene yeah. so this is from imdb trivia so like take it with a grain of salt but no 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 uh, do not <laughs> do not come into my house that is your house i just walked into your house and done a shit on the floor yeah don't yeah. you be doing like, that tom do you mind if i just do a quick shit on the floor don't you come into my dreams <laughs> and fucking be a fucking scary nick cage okay <laughs> So, apparently, off from IDV, Nicolas Cage added the stalker scene to the script because it happened to him in real life. He based off a real life incident. Nicolas Cage did? Yeah. Wow. wow. So, I don't know, like, if it's one for one, but I ma- like, like you can vibe. imagine Nick Cage, again, being so known and being so uh, in the public psyche. He's a m- he's mimetic. Yes, he he's is a, indeed. That's he's a great mimetic word. as a- we, we, we've we've talked about this one. We've talked about this movie just amongst ourselves. But mm. he's perfect for this character because, of course, if you're going to have a character actor yep. that was going to invade everybody's dreams, it has to be someone. Like, there's a reason why there's that movie with him and um, Old Mate in it about the the, the unbearable the weight of massive yes, talent. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a meme. Yeah, he's, he's he's nearly the only person that can play this role in this way. I yeah, think. yeah, yes. Where he he transcends he. he, he Cuts right through it. Like, you, you yeah. believe it that, yeah, Nicolas Cage could be in my dreams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You Like, if you had a dream, you're like, and you said to you, you woke up, you said to your partner, I had this dream, Nicolas Cage was there. They wouldn't go, wait, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah. Or if you did that for, like, some- I had a really weird dream last night, and, like, um, 
John Lithgow was in it? Yeah. Like, I think... <laughs> I, I don't know why it was Character actor, actor Margot Martindale was there. <laughs> that would hey, actually she's be good. in that all of my dreams. Yeah. All right, question I've got to have it populated yeah. with characters. What character actor would you want popping up in your dreams? Like, pretty... Like, on, every night? Uh, or pretty regularly? I guess so. That's the that's the. See, premise. I had Ewan McGregor invade my childhood yes, dreams for yes. too long. So, this is... All right, we might be stepping on some tender... No, no, I I killed him. So, in my dream. (laughs) In life. Can we clarify, you killed him and then you never had the dream ever again? That is correct. I love it. The power of that is amazing. There is something huge going on in Tom's head. What are you cooking over there, mate? Don't worry about it, boys. <laughs> I will worry about it. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll be peering in your dreams. Well, look, tonight. have a little think. We can keep yeah, going. Yeah, that's a, we'll that's come a back huge to question. That we'll come Char- back to it. Character actors aren't as prominent now mm. as they used to be. They're coming back. No, well, but we, we, we actually think there's a, ble- there's, a, there's a loss of character actor and there's a loss of leading man. And I think everyone is kind of They've fitting. They've converged this, a little bit. Yeah, there's this weird grey area Character actor used to be odd-looking people yeah. who couldn't fit the leading man, leading lady bill. Yeah. And now in a lot of things, I mean, this is a cheap shot because I haven't really seen it at all really, but like something like Riverdale, <laughs> I assume everyone in that's just hot, aren't yes, they? Yes, right. We're yes. getting a lot of product like that where every character, even if it's just a little supporting character has got right. one line, they're just an attractive person. They're a stunner, yeah. You don't have as many uggos. But then you have Bring things like, we were talking about this just before off mic, you got something like Napoleon, yeah. where Joaquin Phoenix feels like he should be a character actor, but he's somehow managed to scrape this niche of leading man roles where he's still playing a bit of a freako. Love that because you also have the opposite of that. I think Brad Pitt is a character actor, type of actor, stuck in the looks of a leading man. I think Gosling is also similar, but he uses it to his advantage. I think Chris Pine is similar. I was going to say Pine would love to be a character actor, but he's so fucking perfect. Yeah, he can't do it. Yeah. Whereas then the the weird version of that is like this is going to this this feels like a mean start to the podcast. (laughs) But like someone like Benedict Cumberbatch Mm. twenty years ago, he'd be playing like the weirdest dudes in the world. He'd be winning awards for it. Ten years ago, you would have looked at him and been like, "No thanks, I don't want this." And now he's a fucking sex symbol. Yeah, don't know how it works. But character actors are sexy too in their way. It's yeah. like a, it's like an edgy sexiness to him. And John, a uh, John, Sean, I know who your character actor in your dreams is. Oh, okay. the reason I, I got confused, it's John Hawks. I do love John Hawks. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's. I do love him. I'm watching the latest season of True Detective, and he's in it, and he plays a big piece of shit as he always does in yeah. everything. But he's also just a weird, complicated guy. He's always a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Hawks. That's a good call because yeah. I was struggling to think of one because of the. The death of character actors. So, mm. Paul Giamatti is a character actor man who is shoved into the, the leading yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. But always in a role that's like, he's the leading role, the leading man in a film where the leading man is a bit of a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's but this is where, yeah, the lines are blurred now. Another one I want to throw at you. Toby Jones. Oh, yeah, he's a character Ooh, actor yeah. through and through. Okay, yeah. there he's, you go. He's never graduated for me to a leading man yeah. sort of status. Yeah. I've just thought of the perfect example of, a guy who looks like a leading man wants to be a character actor right. and tries to do it from time to time. Jake Gyllenhaal. That man Ooh. loves playing freaks. Yeah, that's yeah. Like he's Great made call. for being yeah. freaks. Yeah, Trapped in yeah. a handsome body. Trapped in yeah. a beautiful body. Yeah. Another modern day character actor who's sort of come through in the last decade or so, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I can't really see him. I've seen, because I'm a, I'm a fan of his, so like I'll watch some of the more obscure stuff that he's done where he's sort of a lead, but he kind of, he's, it still feels like he should be a character actor in that role. And I think when he does, he fucking smashes it. He's yeah. to me, is not well suited to being a lead. No, nah, I agree. And I think he's one of the most talented actors there are. Like, right. He's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, he's a great choice for a character actor. Mm. I'm, now, I'm now thinking other places and I'm thinking of things that I've watched recently after thinking about True Detective. Uh, I've watched the new season of Fargo. Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh. Very good character actor. Always plays someone 
I'll be fucked. Yes. Always playing someone a bit kooky. She often has like a transatlantic accent too, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. if the movie is contemporary. That's so funny. That's so and true. I've like, never picked up good, on that. It's such a good that's voice. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's great. And um, speaking of Fargo, what's her name? Um, oh, my God. From the movie and from all the Coen Brothers movies. Francis. Francis. She's a character actor who's she's, become a leading lady. She's a character actor that has done a lot of leading lady stuff. Yeah, but she's in Fargo, a, heart, a character. Actor. While we're in the Fargo mm. world, I always get this, I butcher this guy's name. He was Lupin in Harry Potter. David Thewlis. Yep. Yeah. That's a character actor. Yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman. He yes. loves being a grotty yes. little fuck with bad teeth. The other two, speaking of like Harry Potter things, Daniel Radcliffe wants to be a character actor. Yes. Yeah. He happened to be one of the largest franchises of all time. Right. Elijah Wood wants to be a character actor. Yes. Yep. Yes. Vigo, there's a lot out there. There is. There's a lot of character actors. And Nick Cage is in that mold, which is why he was. Well, Nick Cage is like, so yeah, let's jump to back bring to us that back. <laughs> because obviously he is somehow both at once. He's an old school leading man who can draw a crowd because of his name. He is also a character actor playing little freaky roles and just making odd choices. He is like, I mean, the whole thing of him being an enigma in the in the Hollywood model is Obviously, like, Community did it best in that episode where Arbed tries to figure it out. But generally, I think it's another reason why he's the perfect choice for, yes. this, for this movie. Did you read how they tried to change him appearance-wise? No, I didn't know. So they thought, yes, he is perfect for the role, but also, we like, on the, on the page, this is a bland man, like right. a boring man. And we need to sort of have the audience approach it and not try not to see Nicolas Cage in yep. that role. Oh, okay. Even, Interesting. Like, it's, this, it's this balance of, like, he's actually perfect for it, but mm. we also want them to- We want to strip away the cage. We need him to disappear. The man. Yeah, 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 we need him to disappear inside the role. So you sh- they shaved his head. They gave right. him- It's a very, like, a very small tweak, but he's not- got his nose he's got a prosthetic nose on really just yeah. little tricks like that and, and the clothing they made him just look like a boring just dad. layers yeah, yeah layers and yeah i will say this it fucking works he, he he even though it's nicholas Cage, you've said this to me tom that he, he vanishes no yeah. see i don't think he, he disappears did. for me he didn't he's just a weird guy <laughs> it's a great performance but i'm still yeah. watching a nicholas cage no, I, no i think it's a i think it's a truly fantastic cage performance in the sense that i can i can see where you're coming from where i can get like 70 percent there because just the way he's speaking, his choices are like, I don't know that I've seen them before. Like he's obviously made the little giggle weird choices, but yeah, it's like, he really does know he's really honing in on who this character is and really finding it and delivering it. And I don't think it's similar to something he's done before, but I still cannot not see Nicolas Cage. I think, and I, I think said- he disappears. Sorry, Tom more in the film pig. Than oh, interesting. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also he called pig. Dream scenario and the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm. This kind of uh, meta trilogy. Okay. And with dream scenario, he actually wants to retire. Like he doesn't want to be a film oh. actor anymore. And I read an interview with him recently where he's he's actually become fascinated by TV. He's never been a big TV show watcher. Yeah. But suddenly he's like, they're making some good stuff on TV. <laughs> I love that he's like a bit late to the game. Yeah, coming to prestige television yeah. eight and a half years after <laughs> yeah. it. Like, oh, ended. like even yeah. longer. It's probably been 20 years of like gold standard right, TV. Right, right. When did The Wire and, come yeah, out? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I think I might like to try the long form character <laughs> stuff. That's good. I would love to see him in a TV he show. He would be great. Breaking Bad was what it was. He goes, I've recently been watching this show called Breaking Bad. No, he didn't. <laughs> he is oh. my parents. They've just started watching it too. And my dad keeps, they've finished it now. Yeah. I'd ring my dad and he'd be like, so this show. Wow. I'm like, yeah, yeah Dad, you're, it finished about 
15 years ago. Like, what, fuck, yeah. I've got to know. What is he? Like, has it somehow popped up on SBS on demand or something? Like, how, how is he catching <laughs> no, it? No, they have Foxtel, so I think it's just okay. on there. But I think the thing is. They my, just finally watch out. They just run they out just, of stuff. And the footy season's not on. <laughs> so mum season's doesn't not have on. Mum can't watch AFL 360. Yeah, they just. So they, they're like, oh, 15 years ago, Thomas told us about this show called Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's so funny. They just, they just go through these things. Like, it's like my dad, when he started watching Game of Thrones, mm. he just started at season five. What? what? Like, crazy. We were talking about oh, that it. Oh, that's stressful. And he me just out. started watching it. What's the what's the whole back half of the season? And then recently was like, yeah, what's the first four seasons? That's an incredible show. He commits hard though, doesn't he? Like, he does. When he goes At one point he was just like the MCU and then he watched nearly all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he watched wow, a bunch yeah. of them. He's a fascinating consumer of media. Mm. Yeah. But it's nice to know that Nick Cage is my dad. Yeah. yeah that is yeah. there is something warm about Both balding, that, yeah. both wearing layers, both <laughs> wear glasses. But I reckon my dad- Both in my dreams. Could appear in people's <laughs> dreams. If, if someone said to me, like if a bunch of random people said to me, I've been dreaming about your dad lately. Yeah, yeah. It would be maybe the least surprising So I've yet, I've yet to meet your dad. It's so funny. It's so me. funny. I know. It seems we've crazy. known one another for like I'm almost- like, We've known one another for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 years, <laughs> 10 years now. I know. <laughs> You've crazy. Never met my nah. dad. <laughs> but I'm going to meet him and I'm going to be like- you're that fucking dude from my dreams. <laughs> yeah. And he'll just wink and go, yes, I am. <laughs> um, speaking of injuries, this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. Regardless of where we think about Nick Cage disappearing, he plays the role perfectly. And one of my favorite aspects of this is the dynamic of his relationship with his wife. Yeah. The fact that both of them are like not perfect or not great mm. or bo- and, and are both a bit boring and both lie yep. about how things are actually going. Yeah. There's that great sequence where he lies about how much better the, the meeting about the book goes than yes. it actually goes. Yep. And she lies about how, oh, they've offered me to work on this right. project, even though she's like just awkwardly insists to be yeah. involved in it. Right. And she asks, did you record it? And he says, no, but we've heard the recordings. And yeah. they're bad. Yeah, yeah they're, they're bad. Recordings. Yeah. 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 They, just, they just tell little white lies to one yes. another. Yeah. And so you get this like- when everything starts to spiral mm. and he becomes fixated on, you know, holding on to this dream thing and, and fighting it and being ridiculous and yeah. all the choices that he makes make sense for who he is. Right. And then her reactions also make sense for, like, their dynamic. Right. But the one thing they do beautifully is, even though there is a bit of that going on, is, that like, you, you can tell that they love one another. Mm, like, mm. yeah, it's it's flawed. It's at times frayed. But they love one another, and then that that final the final sequence of the film, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, when yeah. he when he comes and rescues her in the in the talking head suit, she's yeah. character actress um, Julianne Nicholson. Yeah, okay. Yep. I hope I've got her first name right. Yeah, I think I think you are bang on. She's Clare. Jules Nicholson, and it's my duty on any podcast. Right. Sean, she comes up. Yep. You are correct. Thank yes. you. It's my duty on any podcast where she comes up to say that she is in a stunning five-star film called Togo. Oh, yes. And people need to check it out. She's brilliant. Togo's great, yeah. Yep. She's a she's a character. She, she's, she's a character really actor too. Mm. She's really good in this. And this is, I think I've said this to both of you, this is one of those films where in a different awards season year mm, with mm. other films perhaps, this could easily have like snuck in for original yep. screenplay, yep. maybe director, maybe film, but definitely for acting. Like yeah. she could have got a supporting nom, he could have got a lead, but it's just- for whatever reason. It's coming out in 2023, sort of which like, so we did a mammoth three hour eye cramps episode yep. recapping our best, 10 best of 2023. And 10 was such a hard number to get down to. Like yeah. all of us had a crazy amount we of feasted this honorable year. mentions. Yeah. yeah. So again, I think, yeah, it's been lost a bit in this glut of, of, of really great, great cinema. cinema. Wherever yeah. it came, if it came out this year. This year? Yeah. yeah would yeah. have had a bit of a shot, I reckon. I agree, man. Yeah. I also think the award that it deserves- the most recognition for outside of the acting hmm. is editing. The way this movie is edited, cut together, right. the decisions they make, 
the random little like flashes to certain scenes and then it jumps back. The fact that they choose not to show the um the, the restaurant scene at the very mm. start just as it happens, but cut to him in the car later yeah. playing the audio and then cuts back to the restaurant scene with the audio off yeah, the phone off recorder. The phone. Like yeah, yeah. just so many of the little choices it makes are just are so good. That whole sequence where he brings the kids back when him and his wife are separated right towards mm. the end and they have that moment where she kind of like bonds with him and come for dinner and then it just like smash cuts and it's like that didn't happen that's yes. just a dream yeah like yeah. This, is a, oh. this, this is a movie for me it elevates a lot in the last probably 10 minutes right with the choices made yep. in the yep. directing and the editing I, I still hold by i think that it should have been probably nominated in the original screenplay section yeah yeah such a powerful idea did it get any noms i don't think it I really did i don't think it did you know, for me, though, so I at one point had this in my top five of the year and then it probably slipped out of the 10. Mm. It's in the mix. Like, it's a great film. I really yeah, yeah. loved it. It has slipped for me. And I think it's because this film could have taken three different paths. Yep. And possibly, for my own personal preference, it took the least interesting one. Right. And that is that okay. it, it settled really firmly in the back half into cancel culture. Yeah. Where I think I'm most interested in the horror aspect of it. Yeah, it chose so the thematic that, path yeah. rather than the genre path. I love that invasion of the subconscious. Yeah. and all the possibilities of that. Yep. And I wanted to see more horrific dreams and push in that direction, which is a different film. It's completely, the cancel yeah, culture yeah. stuff I actually quite liked, yeah. but it also could have leaned uh, further into a comedy. It could mm. have been very much about this man going through this and, and played it in a more comedic sort of way. Yeah. Sean, I disagree. I think it is funny. As sh- I think it... I think it is very, very funny. And That's I think the it difference of opinion comedy. that Tom and I had where I'm like, Tom was like, it's fucking funny. It's a mm. great comedy. And I was like, it's a horror movie, man. We it is a, a horror too. Yeah. Yeah. I, Let- see, I see the funny bits in it, but for yeah. me, they're outweighed by the horror and probably the suggestion, the gray areas of mm. the horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, if we're calling it a horror. Yes. Can I ask? Yeah. Were we scared? Yeah, I'm, I'm unsettled by it for sure. Yeah. I think also because the horror elements that, that do play out initially when it's just like, um, yeah, when he, when the dreams go bad, basically. For me, I was like, because you hadn't yeah. set me up for it. Yeah, kind of come out of nowhere. And they're extreme. They're like, it's, it's really giving you that these people are genuinely like on some level afraid of him now. Yeah. And to do that, they have to sell it. They have to sell it by giving yeah. a genuinely scary little horror moment. Yeah. That is pretty effective. You know what's great about it too is the whole unknown of the thing. Yeah. Like 
everyone's got a similar vibe of dream, right. even though the dreams are different. And it's great to see him in that in his classroom where he's really excited to hear everybody's dreams. Yes. But in all of them, he's actively doing nothing. He's so passive. And he's yeah. so annoyed because it's like, but that's what I am in real life. I do right. nothing. I want to be doing something incredible. I love that he does nothing. Then you get that pivotal moment where he learns someone had a dream where he's he's very active. Oh, yes, he is. In a sexy way. Yeah. Then he has that moment that goes horribly wrong for him. And then from that point on, all of the dreams he is very active in, mm. in the worst way possible. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you boys about that. So like, I've got a few, but like, what do we think causes that change? Is it that that moment of um, pre-ejaculation and flatulence in, so <laughs> in funny. that scene? Because there's also that's pretty quickly paired with that moment where his work gets told the intelligence yep. is in this woman's essay or book or whatever it is and he finds out and he's basically powerless at doing it. Do you, like what do we think it is about yeah, those no, moments? I, I think that with the information the movie gives you that's the shift that's yeah. the suddenly it's the embarrassment and the shame which turns to anger it's and that cool. anger is then felt by everybody else and that's yeah. what I love about it because it is ambiguous and unexplained yeah. so that sudden sort of shift towards violence and fear right. is really effective and yeah. why yeah. I think of it as a horror film and I, I think it also like to me where it's again scary because it is that gray area that you mentioned where it's like okay he has some level of control not control but like he is influenced yeah great word yeah he is influencing this in some unknowable way and it's getting very dark like who is this guy at the the center of him is he going to become the guy from their dreams like for me i was thinking like well he wants to be this active guy and now in in their dreams he's being active in the worst way possible are we going to see that play out now in the real and again yeah that's a horror path no question about it if that went down that road although i do think the way that it sort of ends is is the rejection of that by him like yeah he, he still wants to hold on to the 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 nice or the romantic aspects yeah of even he he's still trying yeah. even though he's doing a book tour where he's got freddy krueger like yeah, yeah he's yeah. trying so hard not to be that even how he wants to call his book dream scenario he's still trying to play it as a dream and then they call it um like, I, I am your nightmare or something. i am your nightmare yeah, or, yeah. fucking brilliant like that's uh, great as writers too it is horrific to see him get that book yep. and it's it's there to be launched and signed and released. Yeah. He hasn't even seen it yet. Like, no. That to me was like, oh, that's fucking horrible. Man. And he sees, he goes, <laughs> oh, listen, there's a comment. Good- oh, it's quite a bit smaller. And yeah. Like, oh, the translation probably trims some words. Right. Out. And he walks in and there's like, oh, it's quite a big crowd. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Downstairs. He goes into this fucking sub basement. the roof fall on his head yep. at some point? Yeah. He splits his head open. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's awful. <laughs> awful yeah. to watch. Again, another nightmare scenario. But that's, but that's, again, the horror of it. And I also love the kind of abstract horror of the fact that, you know, where we scared mm. unsettled is probably more the point. But the really unsettling part that I love that is unsettling and terrifying because it is so realistic to what would actually happen. Mm. And also very funny is that once this dies down, it is immediately commercialized. Yeah. You literally then get Nicholas Braun coming out as this guru weird dude right. who has immediately started advertising in dream space with yeah. influences. And it's like, yeah. That's literally what would happen. We, yeah. we we exist in we're at the late stages of capitalism yeah. at, in the year twenty twenty four. I say that phrase a lot, but that's what would happen. Yeah, and so that's so fucking funny, but also terrifying. A true, like yeah, like that scene where uh, the influences come into his dream oh. is so funny, but also so genuinely disturbing. Yep, yeah. it's that invasion of and yeah. that's the film privacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in, yeah, invasion of subconscious is such a scary right, possibility. Because that's your zone, yeah, man. And like, I think yeah. this film hits it really well, but it does it beautifully in the way that the, the lens that Tom has seen it through mostly, mm. which is comedy and yep. mine in horror. Yep. And I think it, it kind of straddles that line really well. Yeah, it really yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm going to ask our next question because I'm very curious to know your guys' thoughts on it. 
Did he act wisely or did he act foolishly? I hate him in the moment where he tries to have sex with the girl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're married to a beautiful character actress, mate. How dare you, <laughs> you sack of shit. Yeah, and, he, and because we know that he does love her, and yeah. like, he's like really kind of getting it, pressured, but he's, he's not- it, he There could is just a walk pressure, away. I guess, but it felt to me like he cracked so instantly. Yeah, agreed. Like, Come agreed. on, man. I expected yeah. better of you. Now, see, as soon as, as soon as that comes up, for me anyway, yeah. because of the behavior you've already seen from him already. And it's everything he wants. He's being proactive yeah. in the dream. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, he gets so distracted by- her and that conversation. He mm. makes that fucking hilariously awkward joke when they're in the bar together. And he's like, oh, chick, please, when she yeah, says what year yeah. she was born. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also get that thing where, like, he kind of commits to it because when he- it's either- Is it after it or before he rings home? It's like, oh, yeah, mum's with that guy. Mm. And they never they never completely address no. what's going on there. At the end of the movie, she's kind of there's seeing enough, him a bit. There's enough room there to suggest that something's happened there. Yes, or- and that's why maybe he's like, I'm okay to do- But he yeah. immediately regret like- yeah. He immediately regrets it. He gives into the- Yeah, he regrets it as soon as he comes and farts. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's also- He's got like, the clarity now, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's had he knows he's clarity. a fucking sad loser. But I mean, even like it was so sad, because obviously we have literally seen her dream of of him. Yeah. The Let's call it sexy, but it's still pretty terrifying oh, it's, in, it's, in my books. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's a terrifying sex dream. Just, yeah, yeah. There's danger there. In and you know, like we know watching- that he can never live up to that version oh, of her, of him in her dreams. Because we know what he is. We know what he is. And so you're like, this can only go badly in every sense of the fucking word. Yeah. Tough watch, I would say. That, that's the toughest scene to watch. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. even like, you know, the scene where he runs at his daughter's bed or when they he goes after that student in mm. the dream and he kill, like starts killing her. Yeah. Like, that's chilling. Yeah, that's fucked. The scene yeah. of him coming and farting on the couch is yeah, yeah. so funny. Full body reaction. Yeah. See, I, I didn't find as much comedy in that scene right. because I found the scene itself so, like, just this undercurrent of danger and, and yep. threat to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I was not comfortable at all in that No, scene. no, no. So, when he comes and farts, it's kind of like, I. it probably didn't get the laugh from me that it perhaps right. deserved because I was a little bit, like, just, it's an unhinged sort of scene. Mm. It's yep. a weird scene. The vibe they've created is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The whole yeah. way through doesn't ever quite, I say it's funny. The comedy never completely diffuses the tension. Yeah. Neither does the horror. There's always this weird simmering thing. But to go back to the question, mm. he makes no smart choices at any point in this yeah. film, except at the very end when he dresses up in the big talking head suit and he rescues his <laughs> yes. wife. That yeah. is the only smart decision sure. he makes. He Even when he's having that meeting with Michael Sarah and he wants to get into Sprite. Yeah. But oh, I want to do my book. I want to do this. Yeah. Going to that meeting and even sticking around and like believing that they'll give you the thing. Yeah. That's he's, a dumb choice. They, they can't give you what you want. As soon as they deliver their pitch, he should be like, oh, well, cl-, like he wants his nerdy little book. That's yep. clearly nothing in their wheelhouse. Nah. He should be walking away. I think the reason I find this question interesting is because while he, I agree, he 100% makes every wrong choice you can make. I 100% understand oh, every choice that he makes. Yes. And I couldn't honestly say that given the same scenario, would I do any differently? Like if if fame basically suddenly hit any one of us and you couldn't help but go, well, I've got some dreams. Maybe I know this is a flash in a pan thing. Time to leverage it, baby. But maybe there's opportunity to leverage it. And like, how could you resist that call? I oh. guess he's coming from a quite a low point as well. Yes, yeah. His, his dream has been crushed. He thinks this idea of his has been stolen. Right, he's desperate for recognition, and he's sort of, you know, he, I think. Do we see him before the dreams kick off when he's in class? And his class is just boring. No one's yeah, really yeah. He's he's right? talking. It's 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 actually the whole theme of the film is in that first lecture where he's talking about. Zebras mm. and herds and camouflage and, and um, standing like, out, standing out, and, yeah. and how it's dangerous. And you're like, then the whole movie plays out. He's he's gone from being 
part of a herd and invisible yeah. to standing out and it immediately means he's targeted by predators and he, yeah. it's mm. dangerous for him. Yeah. I think this was in part based on a, a, a thing that happened, right? A few years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, so there, was I, a, there was a viral thing, wasn't there? With, yeah, yeah. Although I, I believe it was a hoax. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. 3,000 people or something like that. Yes. All so, claimed to have had dreams about the same person. That's it. So, yeah, it was um, it was a website called Ever Dream This Man, created by an Italian, Andrea Natalia. Yeah. And according to him, more than 3,000 people dreamed of the same man for years, with the first case registered in New York City in 2006. Uh, and so, basically, it did sort of take off on the internet with lots of people offering different thoughts on it and blah, blah, blah. None were obviously proven definite one way or another because how could they be? And then finally, it was exposed that it was all a hoax. It was actually just guerrilla marketing. This guy runs an advertising agency. Which is literally, the yeah, using Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I, I think, yeah, the the subtext of what actually took place is very interesting. So the, for this guy, this um, Italian guy, Natalia, he basically said he did it as a way to explore how urban legends and collective myths are created and spread. And you're like, okay, you're trying, you're an ad, ad guy who's like word of mouth is still the best way to advertise. Urban legends get spread like crazy. If we can somehow blend that, like it really felt like this was the first step on a way to get everyone talking about Sprite somehow. Like, yeah. 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 And so the idea of someone taking this in the background of this this true story being advertising and then it leaning into, obviously, yeah, late-stage capitalism is a bit scary. That actually, yeah, that's a bit chilly. It's, it's not even that far of a leap, but that's very cool. And I love, I love also the idea that early on there's a few people who mentioned that I've had a dream about this guy. Mm. But then- they never quite like, because then he goes on the TV, even though yeah. they tell him not to. Mm. And then there's that point where someone says, yeah, but are they actually dreaming about you? Or are they now only dreaming about you because you've been on the TV right. talking about being yeah. in people's dreams? Fascinating. Like, They've seen your face and now subconsciously they may have a dream about yeah, you. Because yeah, the, yeah. the only people early on that definitely have are the daughter, mm-hmm. one of the friends who knows who he is, yeah. and a couple of people at school who again know who he is. Right. And then the first outlier is- that random woman at the dinner party mm. who's like, yeah, he kind of looks like Paul. Fun fact, that is Nick Cage's brother. <laughs> yeah. That is actually his brother. And they're like, yeah, it kind of looks like Paul. Like that's- <laughs> Coppola. Coppola, yeah. yeah Mark yeah. Coppola. There's also the the woman at the coffee shop though. Who, yes, as you're familiar to me. Yeah. But I think- doesn't I, he- I don't doubt that these people are having the dream. Oh, yeah. I don't either. But yeah, it- I do think it, that is a way that it spreads. Yes. yes. Yeah. Suddenly, if everyone at school's talking about it, they might go- Maybe I had a dream. Yeah, and I think then I did. Suddenly, the next day, yeah. that maybe is it. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The principal never has a dream about him. Yeah, Tim Meadows. Like, Tim, Tim Meadows. Meadows is he is so perfectly cast as that role too. Just oh, like, I love him. Yeah, you're gonna have to take some time off, man. They're, right. they're scared of you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last thing before we move away from wise or foolish, because I found it. Maybe the second most cringe after the sex scene was his apology video. Oh, oh yeah. Or again, oh. he makes again he makes the worst possible choice in that yeah. apology video because even if his wife is like why did you do it like yes, this yeah. that's not what i told you to do you needed to genuinely apologize mm. should have hired a publicist yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah no he's got one it's right. michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> they're, <laughs> not, their judgment is- they've got another agenda though yeah, yeah. yeah but but again he name. should have just done what his wife said which is yeah. like be actually sincere and say i'm really sorry i didn't mean to mm. you know and he it starts that way and then it just devolves into him like losing his mind. You get that great scene where the daughter's just like, well, I can never go anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, you, I genuinely feel for the daughter in that moment because that is a tough watch. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys, how would we do in this situation? So, are we appearing in people's dreams? I guess the three of us collectively. Yeah. Well, I think we just appear in their dreams. We're just standing there placid like him. Yeah, yeah. But one of us says, 
Scaredy Boys, new episodes every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we start, our podcast gets cancelled yeah. because people are like, these guys are advertising their podcast. Right. In my dreams. In my dreams. I had a dream, one of them was, they were dressed as Nazis in my dream. Like, <laughs> think, I think we'd be okay because I think we wouldn't, like, and I know you said, like, fame would get, and it absolutely mm. would. We'd be like, let's see if we can leverage this. But I don't think we would ever do, we would never be in a fart cum scenario. We're all <laughs> no, in love no, and no, very happy. No. A fart cum scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we might be, but never with a stranger. No, no. no. Just in the comfort of our own home. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, again, like, I could see, like, obviously, if I've, I've got a few books and that sort of stuff, I could see trying to, like, push those things that already, or even our Patreon or whatever. Scary Boys episodes every Friday. <laughs> right. Join our Patreon, five bucks a month. What a bargain. Um, like, pushing those things but that would be kind of the the limit of it i can't really see requiring get power hungry i don't know but like what is the next step for us i guess well i think yeah maybe there isn't one yeah maybe we get a little bit big we get some big names on someone goes back and listens to an episode where we trash a movie that people right okay that's interesting. people then go back in our back catalog find us talking about how we hated the original halloween (laughs) yeah there it is and then immediately like john carpenter's like Fuck these guys yeah. and all these other Turns people. Turns the are after whole us. horror community all, against us. It, it yeah. all goes bad. So, but but again, we do love JC on many other fronts. We just didn't like yeah. Halloween, and also it's subjective. You're allowed to have differing opinions. No. on movies. people aren't going to accept that. Mate. No, uh, I think we've made pretty good arguments for it over the years. No, personally. but I think the issue is I don't know about you guys. The people who listen to us are pretty reasonable. Yeah, we get out. We we get the issue that happens uh. on Twitter. We'd move outside of our audience. Interesting. Bubble. We've and got once, our beautiful audience who oh, genuinely just like the most lovely. But people who enjoy this sort of thing too, maybe parts of the horror community who are okay with us. Yeah. We then move out of that. You always see it where someone will be like, they'll post a joke on Twitter. Hmm. And then the next comment on it will be like, well, this left my audience, so time to mute my account. Yeah, right. And then people are like, what the fuck do you mean yeah. that you would have sex with a hamburger? That's <laughs> fucked. Why would you do that? And we would leave our audience, and then I think we would be yeah, we would be yeah. in we France in a basement. Eventually. Sharks rights activists <laughs> picketing the fucking studio. Leave those sharks alone. Stop fucking them, Tom. Demanding Tom get his tattoo removed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great tattoo by the way, Tom. Well Amazing, done. sensational. We love this. Yeah. Uh, do you want to describe it for the listeners? Do we, are we happy to do that? Yeah, yeah. So I now have an, I have a new tattoo. Yeah. In the year of our Lord, twenty twenty four. One tattoo a year for the rest of your life. That's well, the that's. Way. That's technically how it's going. Uh, What's the next one? Sorry, just before we even get to the description. Uh, of this I will one. be dead in 2025. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I reckon you could get a Pokemon tattoo before that. Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, look, I don't know what my next one is. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Yeah. But at this time, yeah, I have a I have a tattoo of a shark on my arm. It's a very lovely shirt. It's, it's great generally it, it looks a beautiful. Fucking image. great. Uh, shout out to Wet Velvet Tattoo at Crucible Tattoo. I don't know if that's going to help them at all. If you're Melbourne based, um, genuinely, if you're Melbourne this based, is so, an exceptional tattoo. Um, Crucible Tattoos though, it's a great place in Kensington. They're very chill. I picked them because they were like we're really nice and kind. And I'm like for my first tattoo, which is the cow from the Haggard's Hoodie, uh, Beth. Um, yeah, it's just a shark with this fish feels fine written underneath it. It's gorgeous. Um, and I love it because this fish feels fine. Have right. any comments yet? Uh, from people who've seen it. Yeah, yeah people are like, that looks pretty cool. Everyone's like, but why does it say that underneath <laughs> it? And my answer to that is, look at him. This fish feels fine. He feels fine. <laughs> and they're like, they go, yeah, what? all right. That I'm makes like, sense. Okay. Yeah. It I'm on board. Needs- yeah. It's for me. It, yeah. Honestly, I, I think it looks fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. it's. I, I was blown away by the shading. I don't know how these artists do it. I don't it. know how I, they do I, it. I we don't do pay them enough. No. Because of- Maybe you did. I don't know. 
I like quality job. Paid a good amount for it. Yeah. Like tattoos, as you should, as you absolutely should. Paid yeah, a paid tattoo a amount to a fucking true artist. That yeah. is, it's awesome. And it's, I watched her do it too because the way I had to sit for it, as I had my arm forward, so I could watch her do it. Yeah, and I, I watched her do the shading, and she's like dots back and forth. Here's a question for you. Yeah, man. Like, are all tattoo artists great? Artists on paper as well. I assume they would have to be. Are we drawing? Are we stenciling? What's happening here? A bit of because column my a, question a bit of to you B. is, I can't draw for shit, but I imagine people who do have worked on it and worked yeah. on it and worked on it. So when you're tattooing people, mm. so it's a stencil. Ta- what's the what's the process though? Like the first time you tattoo someone, is it a bit of a piece of shit? I imagine because yeah. you practice on um like cowhide and pigskin and stuff. Okay, oh. all right. I wonder how much practice goes in before you're ready yeah. to fucking knock it out. And of the some park very like willing that. friends who yeah, don't yeah, really yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I worked absolutely. with a girl years ago who her friend was getting into tattoo, like wanted to be a tattoo artist, yeah. so she got one for free. Yeah, okay. she very excitedly rolled into work and showed us. It was the biggest piece of shit I have ever seen. Oof, no. Like what a child's drawing of a dinosaur. Wow. Yeah. Like, is that what she wanted though? She wanted. She was happy to get a dinosaur, but yeah. it looked horrendous, and it got infected. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, but see, that's yeah. not on the tattoo artist. That's on her not taking yeah, care yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah. the 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 art itself was like I I I it was really hard not to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like I mean there must be people who love tattoos and get into it and like basically end up wanting to be a tattoo artist and then having to learn drawing skills because it seems like you would need them. Yeah. And then there must be other people who have fantastic drawing skills and get into tattooing yeah. because of it. And yeah. I think so that's the, thing, it's the like, go for your one because it's sensational. It's a bit like if you go to a hairdresser and the hairdresser has a shit haircut, you're in trouble. Yeah, walk away. But you go to a tattoo artist and they always have tattoos. Mm. But if they've got like they've got a lot of tattoos, and I'm like, everyone at this studio has heaps of tattoos because of yes, course they do. Course. Tattoos are good tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. I'll I'll probably I'll get a third from the same artist. Well, th- I didn't even mean to get this from the same artist. I just went to the same place and was mm. like, hey, I'd I'd, st- I'd stick with that. Artist. Yeah, yeah. Well, it on. depends on what I get for the next. This one. is true. Yeah, yeah. I might get different something a little strengths. bit goofy. Yeah, true. Um, she actually said that she liked the fact that she gets to do some realism. Oh, cool. I think a lot of the other stuff isn't as yeah, much like yeah. that. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we get cancelled. I don't have to cut my arm off. Okay. <laughs> so I think I'd be very sad. Yes. All right. Good bringing it back. Love that. That's what I'm here for. All right. Well, look, it's, it, it is. A, it, this just further proves it's a horror movie because it's just going to end badly for us. Well, that or I think if we if we don't lean in, even if it escapes the bubble, yeah, we might be okay because eventually the bubble. Uh, this is the thing about literally the cycle of this of dream scenario is mm. he's massively famous for like. A minute. Yeah. And then he gets fucked off and something new comes along. Yeah. His life falls apart. Yeah. And then he's vaguely recognized. <laughs> right. But like right. but but you look at like, you know, the way kids who are memes as kids or as teenagers mm. who are now adults and it's like Oh, do you, you look kind of familiar. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm from that dumb I'm fucking- the, I'm a meme. I'm remember that, remember, remember that kid who- yeah. Oh, oh you're yeah, that yeah, kid from- And my leg went that way and my head went that way. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah That yeah. is such a niche reference. No one outside of Australia will have any fucking idea what that was. <laughs> the original Australian the meme. Yeah. It's, an, it's an, a health insurance ad. Um, I think it's GMHBA right. or HBA. Yeah. Are you with HBA? That's how the ad would go. There you go. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Octopus yeah. came out of the bath. Bit my head off or something. Squeeze my guts out is the octopus one. And then the crocodile one is- Crocodile came. A crocodile came out of the bath. Yeah, bit me in the parts. Bit me in the pieces. parts. Yeah, yeah. My head went that way. And but also the delivery of that is perfect because he talks about it like he's like an old man at a pub. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. Bit me even... in the parts. <laughs> pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's all. Scary talk we have for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Damien I've been Sean And I've been Tom And if you scary listeners like this show Would like to help us out You can It's very easy You can head to patreon.com Forward slash scary boys Where you won't just be helping us out You'll be helping yourself out as well Because for $5 You'll be getting The biggest The meatiest 
pile of beef you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Beef. Beef. <laughs> beef. 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 <laughs> uh, otherwise, you can also leave us a review whether you listen. That truly helps us out quite a lot. And lastly, if you have any comments about this episode or just want to say hello, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on socials at Boys or at Boys Podcast or individually, I'm at DamienRob.Ryder. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. We would never be in a fart cum scenario. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.